Hi, my name is Ayede Jadeome. You're welcome to Godly Counsel. If today is your first time of joining us on Godly Counsel, Godly Counsel is actually a place where we bridge our relationship gap between God and human. And like I always say, the very the best relationship you can ever have on earth, the best relationship you can have in this world is relationship with God. God wants to have a relationship with you. God wants you to grow in Him because we are made in the image and the likeness of God. So that's the very best relationship we need to have. So what we do is our weekly messages, daily devotionals, our books, our conferences, monthly teachings, is to help you to grow your relationship with God. So um, thank you for actually joining us today. So we've been discussing patience in July. So we are going to look at another part in patience. But before we go further, let's say a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you. We give a praise. We bless your holy name. Thank you for your word that is coming to us today. Thank you for the preacher, Lord. The preacher's sins are plenty. Lord, have mercy over him. In the mighty name of Jesus. And my hearer too, Lord, have mercy over them. In the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, let your will be done in their life and then be with them. So as I'll be speaking today, not my word, but your word through me. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen. Amen. So today we're talking about waiting in patience. If you want to really understand what we'll be discussing about patience, you can get our messages from the previous week. Uh, week one, week two, week three, we dealt with the series. Um uh, there was a good there was a good teaching yeah it was a good teaching so the teaching was all about making us understand patience why patience is part of the fruit of the spirit and what is the effect in our lives so we are talking about waiting in patience we're taking our scripture from romans 8 25 new living translation romans 8 25 but if we look forward to something we don't yet have we must patiently and conf- we must wait patiently and confidently. Let me read it again. But if we look forward to something we don't yet have, we must wait patiently and confidently. So waiting period are moment we allow the promise of God to be fulfilled in our lives. I'm going to quickly say two things to make you understand one of the reasons why we need to allow waiting periods in our life. You cannot fulfill God's purpose according to your own timing, according to your calendar. I can't say, oh, I did it. Uh, I, I, I need to accomplish this in the next three, four, five days. And then for me to accomplish it, so I need to f- meet it in the next four, five days. And I just put it there. And then four, five days you are there, you already accomplished it. No, no way, sir. No way, ma'am. It doesn't work like that in God's kingdom. God is the owner of the timing. If he is the one that is giving you the purpose in the first place, he is the one that will determine when the time is right, when the time is not right. Uh, remember the scripture, Abraham, God told Abraham that his descendants are going to be in captivity, are going to go to Egypt and be in captivity for years. So he determined the time they are going to be in captivity. It's not Abraham. It wasn't Abraham that said, okay, God, uh, let my people go there and be there for so years. No, 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 no. It was God that determined the years they're going to be there. So it was the one that still determined when, how they will come out and 
who is going to use for them to come out of the captivity. So that is one of the reasons why you need to allow waiting periods in your life. And the second thing that I will mention is that the waiting period in our life is not a one-time experience. God's fulfillment, rather, it's not a one-time experience. Like God said, I'm going to birth this purpose. And one time, you just see the purpose just appear. You know, wow, what? no, that's it's not a one time. It's a process. It's a process. You know, a lot of people have missed their waiting period or they missed God's promises because they did not align themselves into the waiting period of God. God wanted to do something great through them, but the moment they just experienced one breakthrough, just one, maybe out of millions that God is still bringing, they feel they've arrived at God's promises and they begin to shrink into the all they allow pride to take them. It's not a one-time experience. God is telling you you want to build a conglomerate, you're going to build a business that's going to be internationally inclined, that you're going to have a lot of people coming to work. And then in the, in the people that are coming to work, a very good percentage of people will know God when they meet you one-on-one through lifestyle evangelism. Though we're actually... Okay, let me just say this because it's not part of the message, but we're actually we're working on a course that will be teaching people how to win souls in the business world, in the career world. So one of the things that I've realized in the salvation is this. Salvation is not that God gives you 10 people, the 10 people are going to be saved. I know it might not be good to hear that. Why would God give me 10 people and all the 10 people are going to be saved? Remember, Jesus had 12 disciples. One of them disappointed him. So, it is not all. It's not all. So, that's why when God is giving you a project or is enlarging your coast, it's just giving you more capacity to increase more people or populate the kingdom of God. So, that's the reason why I quickly say that in the soul winning. But you need to understand that whatever God is going to do to you is not just a one-time experience. Like the example I was giving, that I said, they're giving you a business so that you can win a certain number of people into God's purpose, into God's kingdom. So in that process, when you, the business is going to come, you won't just see the business fall from heaven and bam, you have 10,000 staffs. No. It won't just happen like that. It's going to be a gradual process. First of all, you're going to get the business registered. You're going to understand what you even need to do in the business world, what where the industry God wants you to work. And from there, you begin to grow into the business starting with three, two, with four, with five, with seven, with 10. Then you start getting customers. Then a lot of things because as, before you know, the business start growing. So that is why I said, you need to allow waiting period because the God's promises is not a one-time experience and they cannot happen according to your timing. It will always happen according to God's timing. So waiting comes with expectation to receive a purpose. Let's quickly look at Mark 15 43. Joseph of Arimathea took a risk and went to Pilate and asked for Jesus' body. Joseph was an honored member of of the High Council and he was waiting for the kingdom of God to come. 
So waiting comes with expectation to receive a purpose. If you don't have an expectation to receive anything, then you will not wait. There's nothing that can make you to wait. This the, the scripture we read about Joseph Arimathea is the guy has, uh, that took uh, Jesus' body into a tomb that he has already built. And the Bible made us understand that he has been waiting for the kingdom of God to come. So the moment he realized Jesus died on the cross and he realized that, wow, the kingdom is here. At that time, the Holy Spirit has not descended, so the kingdom has not um, fully resumed. The kingdom started from John the Baptist because the Jesus even said the kingdom of God, from the days of John the Baptist, the kingdom of God suffered violence. But the completion is, he said John baptized with water, that he is going to baptize with the Holy Spirit. So that is why it wasn't yet completed because the Holy Spirit hadn't come. So it was two, two types of baptism. So I, I just quickly explained that so that you understand what the kingdom of God means and what is why he is expecting the kingdom of God to come. So it's possible he has been baptized by John the Baptist but he has not experienced the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. So, he was waiting for what? The kingdom of God's work to come. So, the moment he realized, even before Jesus died, he has already prepared, not that, he, he, because he knew the kingdom would come. And he, he, for me, I feel he better, he understand the teaching of Jesus better than the disciples. For me, he understood the teachings of Jesus better than the disciple when Jesus said this son of man must die so that he can be saved. He understand it. He understood it better. So he was waiting because he knows that the moment the kingdom comes is going to be a benefit for him for the whole world. So my question to you today is that what are you expecting to receive? Is your expectation that is going to determine your waiting? It's even the weight of your expectation that will determine the length of your waiting. So what are you expecting? And is, is your expectation important? Is it important? Is it just a, a one-time thing? Is it just something you just want to have? Is it maybe as a side? Let me just have this at the other side. Is it important? Is it a priority? So that's what is going to determine the length of your waiting period. And it's going to help you to go through the waiting period. So what does waiting in patience now mean? Now we understand the waiting period and then what to do to wait. So when you're not waiting in patience, what does it mean? Because what we're dealing with today is waiting in what? In patience. And um, I have about six points here and I will quickly run through it because of time so that I can finish it today. So we can end July message about patience today. So, so what does it mean to wait in patience? Number one, it means being courageous and brave. Being courageous and brave. Psalm 27 verse 14, New Living Translation. Wait patiently for the Lord. Be brave and courageous. Yes, wait patiently for the Lord. What's the meaning of courage? The meaning of courage is strength in the face of pain or grief. 
What's the meaning of bravery? Ready to face and endure danger or pain. So the very moment you decide to wait on God, temptation will come. <laughs> temptation will what? Will come. So that's why waiting in patience means what? You need to be courageous and brave. You need to have strength to face the pain and the grief. Yes, it's going to be painful. You need to be ready to face and endure danger or pain. And you need to face it because they're they are both saying the same thing, both bravery and courage. Temptation will come. The enemy is very good. The moment you say, ah, oh, you want to wait on God, you want to wait for God's promises, so you want to wait in patience. Hey, so you're waiting in patience, so then the next thing, the enemy starts firing arrows. Sometimes the pain are not that you just had, maybe something bad, very bad happened to you. That's not what I'm saying. Maybe or you had an accident or you are so financially insecure. No, 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 no. Sometimes it's not those things. The enemy plays through your mind. Do you know sometimes waiting is harder to do when you have when you are rich in finance that you can be able to buy some things to your side. Waiting is is is, is harder at that moment. Now you you wanted to wait for your business to grow, but yet you have over three point something million dollars in your account, and God is telling you, no, 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 no. I want to do this business. There's people I want to bring in, but if you put in the money, won't be able to bring in those people. And these are the people. So don't worry. Let me take care of it and all that. And you have this money in your bank account <laughs> that can make the business to grow. That you can use it around all the marketing campaign. And God said, No, I've not called you into that place. That you need to wait for my promise. Ha. Huh? So it's not, it's just about your mind. It begins to plague your mind with so many things, with different things that begin to weigh you down. That you begin to question your faith. You begin to question yourself. So at that moment, you need to be courageous and what? And brave. You need to be brave. You need to courage. You have to encourage yourself to the point that you say, no, 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 no. I wait for God. No matter how far, no matter how much pain it might cost me, no matter the delay. Because sometimes some of the pain comes from your prayer pressure. It comes from prayer pressure because you just see somebody doing things that you wanted to do and you feel that you can do it and you have this instinct within you that yes, I can do this thing and somebody's doing it and it's being successful. person is showing it off on, on social media, it's showing it off everywhere you are seeing the person. Ah, ah. And you say, but God, I can do this thing. Ah. So why? And God said, no, no, that's not what I called you to do. Wait for my promise. And you begin to go through pain in your mind. That's one of the things I was talking about. The second thing is what? Being still in God's presence. Being still in God's presence. The still is S-T-I-L-L. Being still in God's presence. Psalm 37, 7. New Living Translation. Be still in God's presence of the Lord and wait patiently for him to act. Don't worry about evil people who prosper or fret about their wicked world scheme. The moment you are having problem of being courage, being courage, or you're not having problem being encouraging, be to encourage yourself and being brave, having courage and being brave, 
in the face of adversity, in the face of waiting period. You need the scripture. If you have problem with it, you need Psalm 37, 7. It tells you to be still in the presence of the Lord and wait patiently for him to act. Wait patiently for him to what? To act. When you feel you are so impatient that you want to do this thing, don't wait for God to act. Don't worry about evil people, yes, who prosper. They will or fret about their wicked schemes. God has not called you in that line. Don't worry about them. Be still in God's presence. Just calm. Just remain calm. That time you're not praying and shouting on God and saying, God, what is it that you want from me? Surround yourself with worship songs. Surround yourself with books. Surround yourself with things that can encourage you in trusting God. And I will mention that statement again. Surround yourself with things that encourage you in trusting God. Sometimes we are going through a waiting period, but we are reading book about financial blessing. I'm not saying don't prepare, but if your mind can't take it, please don't do it. You need to read a book about wilderness that talks about wilderness, that talks about waiting period, that talks about the time you need to focus on God. It boosts you, it helps you more, it encourages you, it boosts your bravery. But when you're reading about financial blessing, then somebody is giving testimony how within three months he was able to build one point something billion dollars finances, and you're like, ah, and I'm still here sitting, waiting. That can take you out of God's presence. You need to surround yourself with things that can help you what to wait. The messages you listen to, even the worship song you listen to. Some what some praise song now just a Baba God don't give me two million naira within two days. God has so much blessed me with houses. You are listening to that song and you're like, ah, oh God, I'm still living in one room apartment, and you tell me that you're gonna bless me with these houses. When will your promise come? God, 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 you start shouting. I'm sorry to say that, but you start shouting at God. And at that moment you're not praying anymore. And we need to come to the place of prayer. The third thing I'm going to talk about is depending on God alone. Depending on God alone. Psalm 62.1 Good News Translation Wait patiently for God to save me. And I depend on Him alone. Putting all your trust in God and not depending on anything else. This is kind of hard stage for us. Where we need to depend on God and we decide to put everything away. We decided not to trust any other thing, just only God. And this moment, you're saying, God, you're all what I'm depending on. Somebody's bringing something to your table and God said, no, I need you to fast. You say, no, no, no. Oh, sorry, thank you. I don't need to eat. And you don't need to start saying, ah, I'm fasting, I'm fasting. No, don't do that. Or you go and keep it for later time so that you can now go and consume it later. So if it's possible, give it out. That is the little steps you take in trusting and depending on God alone. That's the secret that I'm borrowing you. Because I will, I'll pull it back. <laughs> I don't mind it. So that is it. That's the secret. You need to start taking some little, little steps that ushers you into the bigger one. And I don't know why I'm saying this now, whoever is hearing me right now, you need to start taking little, little steps. Because it's from those little steps, the big ones we're going to start 
on. Those are the foundation, the bigger miracle, the bigger breakthrough, the bigger uh, 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 prosperity you're looking at. The bigger, uh, bigger favor are going to stand on. It's from the little, little ones. Now you want to depend on God. The time of fasting, the f- you can even prepare food, but not for yourself. Give it out. You can take the money that you want to use for your lunch, give it out. And you are going to say, "Tell me, Deji, where am I going to get another money to when I'm going to break my fasting?" God will provide. That is the simply to little step in depending on God. And I want to help you to, to depend on God. The next thing I'm going to talk about is planting seeds while expecting harvest. Planting seeds while expecting what? Harvest. James 5 7. James 5 7. No living translation. Dear brothers and sisters, be patient as you wait for the Lord's return. Consider the farmer who patiently waits for the rains in the fall and in the spring they eagerly look for the valuable harvest to ripen who eagerly what wait for the rain so you need to plant seed where you expect harvest when god is telling the children of Israelite to wait to go through the wilderness season of their life to wait on him that is even the best, one of the best scripture to read when God is leading you through a waiting period. And you can read when Jesus fasted 40 days and 40 nights. The place that the Spirit led Jesus is still the wilderness too. He led him into the wilderness so that he can be tempted of the devil. The waiting period of God comes with trust. You need to trust him completely. You need to trust him for what you need, for what you want to have. You need to trust him for your food, for finances, everything completely. But while they were there waiting, there is a job to be done. Because God is trying to build something through them. And he's trying to eliminate distraction so that they can focus on building that thing. So when they were in the wilderness, God was trying to teach them his laws and decrees. Decrees so that when they get into the land, he promised them. They will not depart from it. And through them, we'll be able to reach out to many nations to know him. That was the job. As simple as that thing looks like, it is one of the things that will rebel against in the world. The world is so, so occupied with a lot of things. That any time God calls us into the wilderness to wait, whatever, what the things that is asking us are not so much, but what we want to, what we want and achieve are too much. For example, God is calling you into the waiting period, and then you're thinking that, ah, but I am 30 something, and at my age, this is what I should be doing, and I am here doing this. Ah, no, I can't wait any longer. I am. I have all this degree. I have all this certification. And I'm here doing one waiting period. I can't wait any longer. Those are the thoughts. Those are the things the enemy will be plaguing our mind with. Those are the things that will be placing in us. But it is our job, our responsibility to fight it. To 
fight it with God's help. You have to fight it with God's power. So, the seed God wants you to plant, He will bring the seed. He will show you the seed He wants to plant if you ask in prayer. He wants the Israelites to trust Him. He wants them to build the decrees and laws. He wants Moses to grow as a leader so that he can be more patient with them. All this seed that he wants to plant so that when they get to the promised land, they will not depart. Most of them did not take him to the seed. They did not plant most of the seed. They didn't plant it. Plant it. That is why the children of Israelites got into the promised land, yet they were feeling God's step after the other. Do you know why? Because the generation that started with Jesus into the wilderness, they all died. It was their children that grew up, seeing them living wayward, seeing them living rebellious, that entered the promised land. They did not set the practice of any seed that was planted. They did not plant the seed. They were so rebelling to not doing nothing, to always asking God that they want to leave the wilderness as soon as possible. So that's why most of them keep failing until Jesus came. And Jesus went through, through the same wilderness they went through. Where he planted seed. He planted the seed of obedience. The seed of faith. And the seed of not worshipping man. Those are the three seeds they planted in the temptation. And they came out and they began planting those seeds until they saved me. He saved you. He saved everyone. So the last thing we're talking about is acknowledging God's help. Acknowledging God's help is talking about, uh, uh, let's read Psalm 40 verse 1, New Living Translation. I waited, waited, I waited patiently for the, Lord's, for the Lord to help me, and He turned to me and heard my cry. I waited patiently for the Lord to help me, and He turned to me and heard my cry. In the end, I read a story that I'm going to close with. The story of a woman that's left the church because of one or two things that she did. And the church shut door on her. They didn't help her. They didn't take her through those all the time. She committed some grievous sins and then but she was sorry for it. She was guilty, she was ready to accept God's mercy and grace, but the church did not show her. So she left the church and went home and began to deal with it by herself. She spent a lot of time dealing with it. And then God began to help her and to shape her. Those times the church shut the door against her were her waiting period. She waited on God to deal with her, to help her, to grow her. She was planting seed. She was depending on God. She was doing all she could to do to make sure that God's will and purpose and promise is fulfilled in her life. And this one wasn't waiting for money or waiting for um, good things, but was waiting for God to help her. She was still in God's presence. She was being courageous and bravery. And at the end of the day, she began to regain freedom. And she began to grow and relate more with God. 
and she in as end towards the end of the story she said this word in the end the more time i spent waiting on god the more i lost i lost my fear of man i lost my shame i lost my anger and bitterness i lost my distrust i lost my inability to stand up for myself i was just plain lost for his love all along he had been waiting for me so i would wait on him so i would wait on him he was waiting to love on me god is waiting to love on you too but you need to be lost why you need to be lost in his fear lost in your fear lost in your shame lost in your anger and bitterness lost in your distrust lost in your ability to stand up for yourself you need to be lost in the things that you don't know how to do so that God can help you i want to say a word of prayer with us today can you say god thank you for your love lord i wait patiently wait for you i will patiently wait for your word i put it patiently wait for what you want to do through me let your will be done let a power reign in the mighty name of jesus amen and i pray for you that you grow in god's purpose and will that every agenda of the enemy shall not prevail over you in the mighty name of jesus christ so if you are there you're saying i don't even know the jesus you're talking about i don't even know anything about him can i say a prayer with you too Say after me Lord Jesus. Come into my life. Be my Lord. Be my savior. Set me free from sin and the consequences of sins in Jesus name. You say that word in faith and I want you to continue in that and continue the process of baptism of the Holy Spirit and the baptism of water. So till we come your way next time. Have a wonderful time.